Welcome to another episode of Inglot Meet and Greet. Today, I'm super excited to be here with my two anchors, Zulu, Nas, but really, I don't care about them. Wow. I really care about the man in the middle here, <laughs> Oti Fagwenle. So now, let me now fully fanboy no, no, all stop, the stop, way. No, no, stop, stop, stop. Wait. What do you mean you don't care about them? In fact, leave our podcast. I'll be Zulu. I don't care about me, please. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I'm alone. <laughs> I'm alone. Wow. Please, can you just, can you turn the camera so that we only see, like, wow. the beauty, right? <laughs> so this is Oti Fagwenle. I'm in the wide, baby. He plays... <laughs> Um, Rick Mason on Black Widow, the new Marvel movie. So, officially, Inglot Meet and Greet has gone international. Yes. Yes, our first international <laughs> guest. in the Marvel Universe. The Marvel, officially in the Marvel Universe. I don't care what you say. Uh, I have met Kevin Feige because I've met him. That's all. <laughs> but just be professional, you have met Kevin Feige. Yeah. So, we're going to go into all details concerning Black Widow, Marvel, if he signed any NDAs, how many NDAs he had to sign. Then, for people who are fans of Handmaiden's Tale, he plays Lucas Bancoli on Handmaiden's Tale. In the book, he basically shows up at the beginning and not all the way to the end. But in the TV series, he's a major character, makes it all the way to season four. Congratulations. And Thank you. Contracts. <laughs> yeah, contracts. So, and then, if there's a season five, there's a season five? Yeah. Season five, okay. season five he's in it. And he's like, he was just nominated as the yes, 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 outstanding ahead, supporting actor on... At the Emmys. Oh, so basically, no. we have an Emmy-nominated actor. Still. On Handmaid's Tale. Oh, sorry. So, wow. yes. Emmys. So, yes. Yeah, right. Maybe you caught me out of this episode. I don't know what's going on. So, basically, we have someone from the Marvel Universe. We have someone who has also been nominated for an Emmy on our show. We are fully international. Clearly. Yes. When yeah. you see me outside, guys. Please, say, your, say our name with respect after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guys, now welcome him after your... Yeah, no, wait. Your 30, no, this show is 45 minutes. 30 minutes is intro. That's it's the okay, intro. It's okay. we all, look, after we intro right now, we can close the show. That's <laughs> what to say, just hi. <laughs> but all really, right, man, right. it's awesome to be to have you here. I'm super glad. Um, yes, I'm fanboy anyway. Well, it's actually my honor. You know, I tell you, when you guys welcome me so well and the, the movies here, the cinema is amazing. What you guys have done here in Nigeria for the Nigerian entertainment industry is inspiring to me. So I feel very lucky to be here. Well, they said that on the Marvel show, guys. Yes. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Okay, so, back yes. To... All right. Thank <laughs> you very much for, for coming on our show. Um, which is not a show, but is a friendly meeting amongst friends. So we're all now friends. Well, so friends. now your family is that my friend Oti my friend and Oti. I were discussing the other day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how I'm going to talk right now. So you see, my friend Oti, who's in that Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My friend Oti, who's Emmy nominated and possibly would win an Emmy. Yes, right, we're talking the other day. Yeah, About bagels. <laughs> yes, so, but that's how it is. But then also, he's an Ibadan boy. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, actually, my, my family from Ibadjo which is a very small town on the outskirts of Ibadan. Awesome. So, um, so yeah, but my dad is in Ibadan now. We'll claim you. Right? Okay, so my fine. mom is from Ibadan. Yeah, so okay, officially, fine. I'm you not be claiming from my His mom. My mom is from Ibadan, so, you know, we'll just collect you as well. So, Damla yeah. is mixed tribe. <laughs> yes, mixed. I'm intertribal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. So, did you grow up in Ibadan? No, I, when I lived in Nigeria, we were in uh, Ikoi and Ikeja for some time. And so, yeah, no, that's okay. my family mainly lived in Lagos. Yes. Okay, cool. We are, we are all Lagos people too. We are Lagos people so, too, yes. Yeah, so. I mean, we love Ibado. The cinema's there. They watch our stuff. We, we, we thank you. I mean, Zulu has not visited yet. So maybe I, she... Mm, I have, I have. I had Amala in that place. Oh, yes. There's one that major... Place. That place? I can't remember No, no, the there's name. a major Amala joint in challenge that everyone yes. goes to. Yes. 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 Did you, so, have yes. you been there? 
No, I haven't, but I'm, I feel like I missed out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you right. definitely missed. Like, you haven't had Amalaya, unless you have Amalaya. It's, it's a oh, standard. Really? It's, a, it's, a, it's yes. a tourist attraction. It's a landmark. It's a bus stop. Do we it's... know what the secret is to the Amala? Sweat. Mm. Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the women making the Amalaya? Well, they are... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so this is a random word I said that I just came to me. So like the reason how I knew that my wife was going to be my wife was literally... Amala. Is, no, no, not the Amala. Bef this is before we, um, before we got married. I think we had just started dating. Maybe like a few months in. Maybe a year actually. Mm -hmm. So her birthday was the day my cousin was getting married. And my wife doesn't play with her birthday. She followed me to Ibadan for my cousin's wedding on her birthday. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Was it because of the Amala she followed yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. you never know. Was it because of you? I mean, I like to think that it was... Funny, funny thing is that like, we are supposed to stop by the Amala joint, but, we, but, we were, but they were doing construction, so we were late to the wedding. So, but, so yes, we wanted to have the Amala, but we couldn't. Oh, so that's why she followed you, you see? It's settled. <laughs> no, so, she followed me because she knew that I was in prime stores. That's why she followed you. <coughs> Just that like now ended up in two children, but it's okay. Don't mind them. Right. So you see, this is what happens, right? Where we have a guest and we start talking about random shit, then we forget the guest. So <laughs> question is this. Do you like Amala? Um, you know what? I'm more of an Eba man, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I mean, wow. Things have really turned. You, I started so effusive, and now I feel the clouds amongst the sun. Well, okay, fine. Because I was going to take it to Amala place after this, but if you prefer Eba... I, I I, I'm, I'm not against Amala. I'm just saying that my, my bug standard is Eba. Eba. Mm. It has to be the Gary Abbey. So question, yeah. do you like Gary? Soaked, regular Gary, just in water with sugar? With yeah, caramels. I mean, that used to be my jam in the, in the mornings. I mean, it's been, to be honest, it's been a little while since I've had it, but many See, memories. From one Ibadan boy to another? <laughs> no, that's gross. Like, I have, like, what? soaked Gary is one of the worst Sorry, yeah, Igbo, we don't soak yellow Gary, we soak white Gary. Well, my mother is from Remember what we said about cutting this guy out? <laughs> Please, no, but like, literally, can you remove this guy? No, but me? like, soaked, everybody, people have been trying to make me like soaked Gary for... Eons. I'm like, nope, it's nasty, it's gross. Whether you put... Soaky Jebu Gary with granite. Yes, I'm aware. Yes. I'm from a Jebu Gary. Add some milk. We don't yes. need to issue add some milk. Please. Powdered milk. I'm aware Mad. of the no, way no, this. Put no. ice in the mix. No, no, Maddest. no, no, no. no. See, yeah, see. Purist. Okay, you guys, wait, let's, let's come back. <laughs> so, talk, so, so, do, you know, Sorry, let's, let's, so, let's do let's the actual show for of let's the show. Go, yeah, yeah. So, talk to us about your film journey. How did you get started? What did you want to do initially before you decided to become an actor? Yeah, you know what? My... my my uncle, the late and great Rufus Orishayomi, had a community arts theater program in yeah. England. And okay. so we would do, we did that, like a Nigerian adaptation of Macbeth. And what I would do, I played saxophone. I'm 12 years old, 13 years old. I would play sax in the interval. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And eventually he just gave me one line, you know, the, the page boy who comes on and says a line. And then my parts got bigger and bigger until by the time I was 15, 16, I was playing Macbeth. And we were going on tours in Europe. And so that really was the start of my love of theatre. I went to drama school. I, I even used that speech to get into drama school. They had no idea what I was saying. It was in Pigeon English. Um, so which, which, which one? Uh, well, the, the, the speech. The main. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Macbeth speech, but all in Pigeon English. No, yeah. the some, some, something, creepy, yeah, sweaty place. This is that guy I see before me, you know, oh, okay. that kind of. So he studied English in school, so he likes to, he's he likes like, to show it off every once in a while. Well, show it off, show it off. I don't That's understand the, this. Fake beef. That's not about you. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not about the you. Focus. We don't care. Wow. You're not even in shock. I will not share a love of Macbeth. Yeah. No. I mean, see, if you had done literature in English in secondary school, you would have done Macbeth. I did. I did, did not do Macbeth. I did Macbeth. Exactly. So did you not be geeking out about Macbeth? I see. I'm geeked out, but the thing is, I'm, I don't feel the need to show up. 
Thank you. Please continue. Please. I tell us about Macbeth pigeon. Or they always attach to you. I mean, what? It's, so it's the, it's the other way around. I think <laughs> we're just winning this. Yeah, we're just winning this one. But honestly <laughs> speaking, I thought you were going to tell us the story because okay, again, I was talking you briefly. Yeah. And then there was this story about your teacher from elementary school. Oh uh, yeah, from secondary school. Secondary school. Mm. So, I, so I heard that she was like a huge influence in your life when it came to like theater and all of that, where she gave you money. Yeah, so, so my, my sociology teacher, Miss Quinn, you know, we would <clears> debate <throat> philosophy and history after class. You know, we, we really got on. One day, her daughter died oh. when she was a teenager. Uh, um, and we would talk, and I remember she would just talk to me, and she would weep while she talked to me, but we would just talk. We, you know, we had a connection as human beings. And she said, look, my daughter was really into the arts. I, I want to support you. I want to give you some money each month for you to go to drama school. And it, you know, it was enough to pay for my train ticket every month. Although she said to me, you can spend it on whatever you want. There's no preconditions on this, you know, just... And she supported me for three years unconditionally, and I would go visit her. And, and through my career, she'd come to watch me in my plays and mm -hmm. movies and stuff like that. And anyway, she passed uh, earlier on this year, oh. you know, oh, which was... Oh, but at least she'd seen you in a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, she had, she had. And oh, so, um, awesome. so I, I guess recently... <clears throat> with the Emmy stuff coming up and just a lot of stuff in my life. I, I've been thinking about her. And so, yeah, you're right on my Instagram. I, I posted that story. Yeah, that's really cool. See, really been stalking you. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> really. So how do you, so like, how did that, like from looking at that kind of thing where you start doing retrospectives of like mm. what made you decide to do it, right? So how do you, like, is that the only like thing that reminds you of as a situation? Is that like people say, oh, you know, I saw Denzel do X. Or I saw Sidney Poitier do Y. Mm. Like, are there any of those types of people that say, oh, in addition to, because it sounds like you grew up in it, but was there yeah. anybody that's like, I want to be like yeah, that? Is I that mean, career? You're definitely 30 plus, right? <laughs> right? And you have a Nigerian father. Right. I'm sure there was something else <laughs> that they wanted you to do <laughs> that was not film. Yeah. Do, do you want me to answer this question? Well, you know, the funny thing is actually, I, I'd, I'd <clears> been in many more plays than I'd ever seen. I, and... And so it was, my love of it came from doing it. Okay. And I had no ambitions to be a celebrity. I had no ambitions to be in movies. I, I, I just loved doing it. And, you know, I was mainly brought up by my mom. She was very supportive. And, and definitely by the time I'd, I'd got into RADA, which is considered one of the best drama schools in, mm. in the country, it, it was much, you know, it was, you know, it was very supportive, you know. So. Mm. And awesome. so the cross to Hollywood, how did that happen? Well, <laughs> I... What happened? So, yeah, eventually I was like, okay, I, I just wanted to explore. I'm, I come from a, a exploring people, both my mom and my dad, just a traveler. So I went to the States and I tried to get meetings. I didn't, so I just played basketball for two weeks. Um, and eventually one casting director said they'd meet me. And oh. so I said, great. So I went to meet them. And then within 10 minutes of the movie, they were like, you need to meet so-and-so. And they get put on the phone. Hey, yeah, yeah, the person at NBC. Yeah, yeah, you got to meet this kid. He's great. Da, 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 da. Boom. Okay, next meeting. And then within the, my last three days of being there, I met like 15 people, including oh. the agent that I have till yeah. today who got me my job at Black Widow. That's amazing. Where so, just right out of the blue, so, one meeting. So the that casting director, that. like, why, did you ever ask him why or her? Well, he let saw. me not say, let me not gender the she person. She why, why they decided, <laughs> singular they, it's a beat, works every time. <laughs> this guy's a star. Why they decided to meet you. 
Um, no, well, th to be fair, my my I had a British agent at the time, and they managed to get me this one meeting. Okay. okay. And so that was that got me in the door, and I just thought, okay, well, at least I've met someone. Mm -hmm. um, look, to be fair, even the agent I met said to me, "Come back when you've been in something." <laughs> you know. So it wasn't like, oh, then the doors opened. I, I had so many trials, so many ups and downs. I can't tell you the amount of times I've just been unemployed in a small room with mm. no, you know, money. The, the, the journey has had specific ups and downs. Mm. Talking about ups and downs and basketball, mm. your sister's in the WNBA. <laughs> Again, I'm stalking you, so. You don't have to keep saying that. Just say that you're prepared. No, I'm very, very well prepared. As a read about that, I know, like, your shoe size, your shirt <laughs> size. size. So, let's, so no, but why did you like? cough? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just went down the wrong way. Oh, my, right. my double cup is confusing me. You see? <laughs> <laughs> no, but so what's that like? Um, what, what's it like having my sister yeah. as a WNBA player? I mean, so which means she's a much better player than you. Well, we go at it to be honest, and no, she, but, does, no, 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 she, she does. She does win. She does win. She does win. But uh, yeah, well, you know, it, it's funny because so Temi, my sister, yeah, she's a star. She's the MVP in Poland, MVP in Italy. She's won championships in three different countries. To me, she's my little sis, you know. Yeah, I love her so much. She's so smart. She's so wise. She's so funny. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I appreciate her so much. She's, she's yeah, someone very special to me. Okay. Does she let you win on your birthday? At all. No, no. At all. Th th this is not, you know, because I have quite a few siblings who are doing really amazing things. And often people ask me, like, what, what is this special sauce? What's the special ingredients that makes it different? And one part of it has to be there is a competitiveness okay. in my family, which okay. is, you know, so there's no way my sister would ever think about letting me win. In fact, the last time we played, I was trying so hard that I, I tore something in my shoulder. I couldn't play for six months because I was going, I was like, no, you know, like, it, we and just go won. at it. And she still won. Oh, yeah, she still won. So you were injured and she continued to play? Yeah, she doesn't care. Yes. Yeah. yeah, quit if you're really injured. <laughs> go, sis, please. <laughs> Tell me we love you. Thank you so much. And awesome. then I also heard that you produced a song with Tiger. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, well, you know, I don't want to overstate it. I. I I, I, I do write music. I, you know, I have my show, Max. I wrote all the music for that, uh, yeah. all the, the songs that I sang in it. And um, so I have a songwriting partner, Stefano Moses, longtime friend of mine. He was working with Tiger. He calls me up at LA, look, I'm stuck on this song. I don't know what to do with it. And so we hashed it out for a bit. I helped come up with the hook for the song. And so it's called Storm Tiger. And it, it's a really great song. Hmm. So what are we not? What are we overstating or not? You I came up with the hook of his of his song. I'm confused. Uh, well, I, I it's the hook we all remember in any song. Uh, really. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I guess. Oh, it's a humility thing. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Humble brag. Humble I came up with the hook. You know, don't, I don't want to talk too much. But I came up with the hook. My sister is an NBA player. We go head to head on it. I'm also in a movie. And it's I'm, a small movie. You're the one who said this. <laughs> it's a small movie. You know. No, no, no. I like that. You know, it's like you know, so like some, like I just sometimes I do right. You know, sometimes I write music. Yeah, you know, that one I said. You sometimes I do do commercials. So what commercials? Oh yeah, you know. Then so so the man is like, oh yeah, and what do you do? Then you list out all. And you are how old? Mid twenties. Oh, it was just something we were doing while we were doing architecture. Hashtag oh, humble brag. Yes. Yeah, so like, oh, you did architecture too. Yeah. A few buildings have my name on it. Yeah, you put yeah. your name on it. Isn't that very, just very non-humble? It's like it's just nobody can see it. Just <laughs> it's a bad style, right? Yes. You know that's what bad people do. Right? Think about it too much. So, um, so did you read Handmaiden's Tale before you 
you got it. Handmade still. Yeah. Handmade. Yeah, you know, I, I actually, it's embarrassing to say I hadn't because it's a modern classic. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I read it before I started the job. Before I started oh. any job, I do a lot of research, okay. generally speaking. And um, and so, yeah, I read it and I was like, my, it's it's literally a work of art. I mean, it's so beautiful, that that book. Um, and the audio book is really great of it as well, if people are into that. <laughs> so which one did you... I did, I did both. I, I read the book, but I'm a big audiobook guy. Okay. I, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Sacrilege. Yes, oh, real no. sacrilege. sacrilege. I can't. I don't Never. I actually can't. I don't wait, wait, but have you, have you, try, have you tried I it? I have, but I can't. So I, it's so not you possible. Busy. No. You are busy. You can just mm. let the, you can let the work flow through See, you. So I've been able to go to electronic mm. books. So like I, because mm. I can't even do electronic so books. So like when I was younger, like because I moved around a lot, I, when I moved from the UK to the US, I had to leave... I had a, a book, like 150 books. Wow. So I had to leave them in my cousin's attic. Mm. And they kept calling me like, when are you coming to take these books? Oh, right, right. And I was like, I'm not coming to take these books. I've moved. At that time, I didn't think I was going back to England. Right. I've moved to America. I'm done. And so when I moved from America back to England, I did, there were 200 books that I also left in another cousin's house. And they were like, right. nah, mm -mm, we're not doing that. Carry your books <laughs> to the library. Right. So I gave, they were, yeah. So like, I'm a physical book person. Like I've yeah. always, and then yeah. after that scaring experience of losing my books, I got a Kindle, and then I was like, great. But to now be listening to the book, why? I can listen, What's wrong with your I eyes? I can listen to anything. I can read on any surface. Believe me, if you write it on a... Papyrus. Anything, I would read it on that. But believe me, electronic books are the best. Audio books are even better because Ooh. I can do something else. I can drive. No, but why are you doing something else? It's reading. You need to immerse yourself. In I don't understand in you people. Material. How can you immerse yourself in me while this is coming in through here? No, no. It's not the same. You so, need to imagine. So this is a, like, so this is to... a segue, but no. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I think. I think th that the people have different learning styles. Yes. And yes. I, I learned this when I was doing my A-levels and GCSEs, that when I, when I recorded my notes, I would learn them much better than when I would read my notes. Yeah. And so for whatever reason, I'm a more aural learner than I am a visual one. So I, I, I think that's, that, that's the reason books. that it found me. The other thing that happened... <laughs> Look, I love the texture, the smell of a book as well, mm. you know, but it's just, I found... You know what actually changed it was when I moved to LA, like okay. you're saying, and I'd have to sit in traffic for an hour and a half. Exactly. And usually in London, I'd sit in the subway for subway. an hour and a half. I could read. Yeah. So I was buying books. And at the end of like a month, I, ran like, I had like eight books. I hadn't read any of them. I was like, why? Oh, he said, because I normally read on the, my commute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then I was trying to find a solution to that. So that's how I came to audiobooks as a solution to my reading. <laughs> I'm judging all of you. Well, not Zulu. Zulu and I are cool. Fist bump, yes. We're, 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 we're cool. So wait, 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 wait. Because I did a fist bump with him earlier on, right? <laughs> what you should be trying to do is to do a fist bump with your guest, not with your co-anchor. No, so we're not needy, man. Please, I mean, I'm a star. <laughs> I'm a star by... I mean, please. Can you, are you seeing... Look, look who's beside you. They'll jammers. soon cut you out of this, whatever. They can't cut me out. They'll cut you out. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be green screen you. <laughs> Thank God yeah. for this. No, they'll be dancing. They'll be dancing unicorns on the top of your head. I'll just call me there. Don't worry. Perfect. So, Nii, please, I will be sending you a clip. And we want a dancing unicorn in Zulu's place. In Zulu's place. place. You're already wearing green, so yes. to help. Dancing so, unicorn. I have a question. Um, so, let's discuss Marvel. Mm. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I'm one of the people. Oh, you don't say. Yes, I mean, never would have guessed. <laughs> never would have guessed. I'm still one of the people that still get read comic books, like the most recent comic books. I still read them till today. I won't, how I won't lie about. I won't. I won't <laughs> tell you people how I get my comic books. But I do get my comic books. Audio books. And yes, about them. No, no, no. Audio books for comics, never. Exactly how we do them. Exactly how you we have to see the page now. No, but um, 
So your character in Black Widow is Rick Mason. Mm -hmm. Did you ever like go back to check like his history, his backstory, or anything, or you only worked based on what was in the movie, what was in the script? Yeah, you know what? It became clear to me that Rick Mason was somewhat of a novel invention. They may have taken the name, but there didn't seem to be much else kind of connected. So I just really took through this script as my basis and. And tried to work it around there. I mean, <clears throat> what's interesting is that I actually auditioned for a different character, um, completely different character. In fact, I've not no said this on any other podcast. So this exclusive. Is exclusive. <laughs> My character had a Nigerian accent. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. The the first the first time I auditioned, um, and you know, I, I've still got the audition tape somewhere. Anyway, but um, it was a great character. I loved it. Anyway, but they just decided to go a completely different way, change the script up. Blah 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 blah. So I went from being told that I was one of six and I was going to play this character, you know, with the Nigerian accent, to, oh, look, you got this new character. His name's Rick Mason. You just, just offered it to you. No screen test, nothing. There you go. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> great. I mean, you know, uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then so I, I started working it from the script, really. Okay, okay. But do you know about Rick Mason? Yes. So what can you tell us about Rick Mason? So now is your moment. Don't ah! mess it up. So, <laughs> um, wow. Rick really? Mason's dad is the thinker. And the thinker is the guy who basically creates all of the villains, like uh, like the vultures, um, the vulture from um, wings. Yeah, the wings for the vulture from Spider Man. All of those guys. So that's his job. He basically creates all of the super villains, like outfits and their um, guns and all of those kind of stuff. Now Rick Mason joined Shield. I know the Shield agent. Shield agent before he went um, freelance. Now freelance. He then starts. To, he then becomes like the plug, where if you need something, that's the guy you go to because he had all of his dad's gadgets, oh, and then right. he could always get stuff. So, right. seeing your character, I uh, then could understand why he could do what he did, where right. he now becomes so, the plug I, for I'd everybody. I read something completely different, but what you're saying makes complete sense. I didn't dig deep enough. I just, <laughs> just exposing me. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I still do read the comics. So, so, so what happened to his dad? So is, is his dad still working for his the dad's bad guys? Dead. Dad's dead, so I did, well, you read the way comic books are, right? You never actually die, but his dad's out of the picture right now, right. but he may come back, but in some other stories, his dad exists, where people still go to his dad to get their gear. Right. So yes. that means this is a recurring character, then? So Rick Mason is a recurring character in that he's in S.H.I.E.L.D. No, not that a, part. It's that part. He did it yes. this. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm not supposed to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nigerians do not care about spoilers. That is one of the weirdest things about our culture. Oh, really? We want to be spoiled going into stuff, Tell so me. we know that it's not bad. Yes, yes. it's the way. So we to want us, to know it, what it's the watching. journey that matters to us, not yeah. the not the like, not the, not the right. destination. Yes, it's the, I think partly it's because like almost I, don't, I mean I don't know why, but it's very amusing that like because right. for example, Damal over here happily spoils stuff. Like generally, like and they, without thinking, somebody will ask you. So, have you seen so and so movie? Yeah, you won't believe what happened at the end. Oh, really? And then I now basically just tell you. Like, yeah, and like yeah, so just... I hate him because <laughs> but... I can't. I don't read the back of books. I mean, but like yeah, like we right. like I'm, I... I'm like you. I yeah. I, can't, I don't even watch trailers. I will watch the first five seconds of a trailer it's and then go. It's only because I'm in this industry. That's right. why I watch trailers. What? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I'm sort of in between in the sense that I so like I watch stuff. I don't I tr I don't need to, I can be spoiled, and that's fine. If I'm not spoiled. 
that's fine. So you just keep going. What? I can literally watch the end of the movie, then go right back and say, okay, so now I know how it ends. Okay, now how did we get there? He's right. a real Nigerian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, you guys watch Arrival, of course. Yes. yes. Movie, right? So I, I, I read this, this short story that it's based yes. on recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great book of short yeah. stories. Yeah. Anyway, but they, they were trying to explain this thing that these aliens exist outside of our linear example yes. at yeah. time. And they... And one of the ways they spoke about it was that it's like hearing a story that you tell a bedtime story right. to a child and he wants to hear the story again. Yeah, you know, yes. What's the point of living through life if you know everything that's going to happen? Yeah. But it's like a story that you love and you hear it again and you act through the story even when you know no, what's going to happen. happen. Yes. Anyway, I, 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 I just thought it was an interesting analogy. No, yeah. no, philosophy is cool, man. I mean, as I you mean, said, you should discuss philosophy. So yeah, mm. that's it. You're about to, are you about to knock out Latin, right? <laughs> no, I'm saying that, that what he just said is very philosophical. Yes. And then he then felt bad about going into philosophy. And I was telling him that no, philosophy, philosophy is, is cool. good. Now. No, if you let Nas get into it, he would then start to tell you about Latin. And then Latin no, being I a did random not, No, 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 no. I did not study great. Latin. That is a personal attack. <laughs> are you sure? Because I remember I'm building my street cred. Why are you going around There's saying that? There's nothing wrong with learning, you know, learning Latin or whatever. Um, really? In Nigeria? In Nigeria. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, I didn't study it. Yeah. So I'm with you guys now. No, no, no. No, but I actually didn't study Latin. I mean, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so. so w go ahead. Enough of your questions. <laughs> no, me, I'm me. I'm don't stop feeling left out, Zulu. Zulu, go. Oh, please, I'm very left out because I'm not, I don't. Comic books, superhero films. But you watch Black I, Widow. You only, I came out because of him. <laughs> oh, no, there's no, a I guy, there's a Nigerian guy in the film. Oh, no, okay, what I'm let's saying go. is this, so you watch it. Did you like it? Oh, I love, when I watch it, I, I love, but like, I, yeah. So let me, let me give you one. Eh? Rumor has it that, that when they first announced his name and he was mm. going to be in the movie, everyone thought you were going to play Taskmaster. Mm. Yes, that was the rumor. See, I'm lost again. <laughs> the bad guy in the suits. Oh, that's his name. <laughs> seen, I saw Black Widow and I loved it, guys. The guy with the shield. <laughs> The guy with the shield. Okay. Yes. Oh, you know, you just clicked that that shield was Red Guardian shield. I didn't know that. No. It's not? No, it's not Red Guardian okay, shield. Okay, never mind. Taskmaster has his own shield. Oh, right. There are many shields in Marvel, apparently. Did, okay, so you remember the bit of the movie where he was watch, where Taskmaster was watching Captain America? Yeah. In action. Okay. And basically was memorizing it. Okay. okay, so, so that's shield. why. Oh, that's Taskmaster. Yes. But it was Mistress. Taskmaster. Um, hello, anti-spoiler. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Wow. Oh, God. No, I'm doing really, so if well. If you haven't seen the film by now, guys, what are you doing? It's three weeks <laughs> out. Actually. Uh, two. By the time this comes out. Yeah. So, so yeah. are you thinking of doing anything in Nigeria? Yes. And that's the part that she loves because she's the producer. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I am. There's a number of projects that I'm developing both in the fiction and the, and the docu-space, which I'm really mm -hmm. curious about, you know, because I, I just feel there's so much potential here. There's so much stories here. And... Yeah, you haven't you know, scratched the surface. You haven't scratched the surface. And, mm -hmm. I, and I can't wait. And I also want to be part of that Vanguard. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there were a couple of projects. You know, I, they're maybe a few weeks away from being able to be a bit announced. Mm -hmm. But, um, but there are definitely a couple I'm working on. And, and, and I'm really, one of the things I'm very interested in, actually, where I'm curious about your guys' experiences, is this idea of shooting in Nigeria for Nigeria, as opposed to shooting in South Africa for Nigeria. What, you know, the, the pros and cons of it were like, it, it, it seems that there are certain uh, infrastructural Challenge. barriers, challenges, challenges yeah. um, but there's nothing like the authenticity of the real thing. Mm. Yeah. So, so go. go. Okay, so from my advertising side, right, we always had that challenge where we would write a, an ad and then we would realize that you can't get these locations in Nigeria. Right. And that's one of the reasons why we go to South Africa to get that. And, but once we wrote a script that could 
clearly work in Nigeria, there was always the conversation of why do you have to go to South Africa? You know, I mean, beyond the fact that they've, in terms of, they've got like technical crew and all of that, it's a lot easier there to shoot and all of those kind of things. But we also want to grow the market. So which is one of the reasons why on the advertising side there was that pushback that look, if you did not have locational challenges, keep it in Nigeria and shoot in Nigeria. So that's how I would look at right. it, right? But beyond that, um, the Nigerian audience also want a certain level of, of, of authenticity, mm. right? They don't want a situation where, I mean, there's some movies where they'll call it Lagos or Nigeria, and you can clearly tell that this isn't Lagos or Nigeria right. just because you can't tell, right. you know? Yeah. There is, there's no hiding it. And it also depends on who the audience is. So, for example, if yeah. I am making um, Captain America Civil War, right? Mm. Yes. And I am shooting Lagos in Captain America Civil War, yeah. right? The, my primary audience is not Lagosians, right? Yes. So as long as if it feels enough like Lagos, right. it's fine. fine. Right? Right, right. So it's like how they, it's like how Vancouver people right. hate watching American shows because right. they tell them that Vancouver is Detroit, and like right. that's not, not Detroit, that's my apartment. Right, right, yeah. Right. So there's that mental barrier right. that happens. I mean, so that bit of it, if you're targeting the Nigerian audience, it almost has to be right here. Yes. But if it's for non-Nigerian, they can't really tell the difference as long as it has the shade of authenticity. But what has also happened in the last, I'll say, two years, you're beginning to see more stages. Right. So because you have more stages, you have more control over your interior spaces. Right. Yeah, so um, the interior spaces, you so, can work so around. So the, the challenge now becomes certain exterior locations if you want to do the high-end type stuff. Right. But other high than that... or even like the real, the grit of right. you know, no, no, Nigeria. No, the, no, the, the grit Lagos. is local now. You can no, the grit here. is local. So, you can so it's can only the high-end locations that you may struggle to get here. Yeah. But oh, you, I see what you mean. Yeah, so okay. you can get... So if so now that you have generally massive stages, mm. now that you have um, decent um, logistical solutions for most things, camera, equipment, you can bring people in. And, well, COVID willing, of course, because that's the whole thing. Mm. Um, you're lo so literally, if you need a high-end, oh, I want a thing on a mountain... Like if like one of those fancy houses on the mountain, mm. you may have to go somewhere else. Yeah. But almost everything else. Yeah, you but there are no mountains in Lagos, so. No, but no. Even in Nigeria, in shooting Nigeria. shooting in Nigeria, for example, Bauchi, would you go and shoot in Bauchi again? With the way things are? Well, no. I just <laughs> would just shelve those for, 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 for our ignorant for my ignorant mind, what does that mean? Okay, so um, we shot so a we movie shot... um, like three years ago up called North. Up North. And yes. we shot it on location in Bauchi. Right. Mm. So all of like the game reserve, all of that. We had access to all of those kind of places. So it was very picturesque. And it's also on Netflix, if you're looking for Plug. it. Yes. <laughs> so, but right about now, because of the insecurity in some parts of the North, it might be difficult for you to say, fine, I want to go shooting right. Bauchi. Right. Yeah. So that's now the challenge. So something like that, rather than shooting Bauchi, you most likely would go somewhere else and try and get like a similar location which won't be Lagos, maybe right, South Africa this time right. around, and then you try it, or mm. Namibia or Botswana, yeah. and try and create something similar. Yeah, but one of the things I want to say about Up North is that the only reason why we made that film was Zulu. So yeah. our partner on the film, who was the main executive producer, Eddie T. F. Young, mm. um, basically approached um, mm. me to be like, oh, I want to make this film in Bauchi, and I was like, eh. And then Julie came for the meeting and was like, yeah, we are making this movie. I was like, yeah. She loves the story. We? She loves She's it. like, no, we must tell the story. I was like, really? Anyway, and it's one of our signature projects, literally. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. story of a guy, you know, thrown into, basically fish out of water. Yeah. Thrown into um, an experience out of his comfort zone right. and him finding himself and all of that. 
So yeah, it was beautiful, but yeah, why did you feel the need to say this is what no, I because mean? you mentioned it and, <laughs> and it clicked in my head. No, we're just hiding. No, we're talking about up north. So we're sending Emily, markets, we're No, sending we're literally talking about up north. So that he literally, because Damola, oh, right. and Damola is going to do that when he's with his razzle dazzle on YouTube. You know, he's going to show a picture of up north. Of up north. They will also show pictures of you on location. Right. Yes. Yes. But aside from that, how's your Yoruba and how's your pigeon? I mean, pretty poor, to be honest. I, um, I used to be better. When I, when I stayed here more, it was better. And I, I, at a point, about four or five years ago, I started trying to relearn Yoruba. Mm. But um, it's bad. So don't test or embarrass me here, please. But <laughs> so your pigeon should be fine. No, your pigeon has your pigeon. I, look, I can understand both okay. But, uh, you know, the funny thing, I'll tell you something funny I found about learning Yoruba, right? Is that... In Spain, you try Spanish, people are like, oh, yeah, I get that you're bad at Spanish, but they're trying to hear. They no. laugh at you we're evil. so hard. We are evil. I feel like you we're know. kindred spirits. Let me tell we're you why. Evil. This is the same reason why I don't, I can't speak my, I can't speak Igbo right. as well as I should because I got laughed at and I just thought, yeah. what, yeah, so what, what? Is it going to take me anywhere? What, what, what? It's so funny and to people. I really people. regret it now. Why? I mean, that's yeah. the point now. How it's is that funny. the point? It's not funny. It's annoying, actually. I'm trying to learn something and I'm like, what, seven, eight? I'm still upset. Can you see? <laughs> <laughs> but like, and you're laughing. Why are you laughing Trauma. at me? Because I'm Trauma. coming from Lagos. So, uh... No, so, yeah, so mine was just literally, um, <laughs> the other, like, Yoruba and Pigeon is terrible. So it's not even that. So, like, my, my mom is Yoruba, my dad is Igbo, right? Yes. So, and we literally bounced around both places. We went to Jabu, we went to Ubu, which is my village in the East, et cetera, et cetera. And so we spoke, so, like, when I was younger, I was slightly better at both. Mm -hmm. But now, like... He speaks none of it. Yes. I understand, I think I understand Igbo worse than I understand Yoruba, but I'm not sure. You have to <laughs> test it. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, so like, so and so my 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 one of my uncles called me and said, so you are going to now give birth to children that will not be able to speak any of the three languages. And then I called my oldest daughter and even name my youngest daughter a Yoruba name. And they were like, yeah, now yeah, now just confused your children. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because it's one like, Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just take, give them Yoruba lessons and Igbo lessons. Yeah, but you have to, yeah. But you need to practice these things at home. Do you know how many yes. times I learned French? I was sure I would be like the biggest, best French speaking person. Once I get home, you know, nobody's speaking yeah, French. Yeah, you have so to practice yeah, it. Yeah, you have to have someone to bounce it. Yeah, and yeah so what's next for you? Well, I just finished playing Barack Obama. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. That's a good next step. I was, to going, to, I was <laughs> going to bring that up, but no problem. Please tell them about it. <laughs> so, so Showtime is doing a show called First Ladies, which is really about... Uh, first ladies, three first ladies, Julian mm -hmm. Anderson, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Viola Davis playing three first ladies. And, and so I play my Barack to Viola, Queen Viola's uh, Michelle. And so I just finished shooting that about uh, just a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. How was that? I mean, oh. Oh, no, no, no. You have to do that in Obama's accent. No, I can't be doing you can't that. Do that. You, you can't do the accent. You want to hear your Obama? I mean, come on. I mean, you can't play Obama without doing the accent. I'll tell, tell you partly why, right? Okay. Because the, imagine, like, the stress. Oh, you talk about trauma, right? <laughs> the stress of playing maybe the most loved man on mm. the planet. Yes, right? yes, yes. With also a very distinct voice. People know how he walks. Like, <laughs> like he is such a distinct individual. I had a, a friend of mine who's a quite a big producer. He just texted me and said, don't mess up his legacy. You know, like, <laughs> wow, no so pressure. No pressure. <laughs> and so it would be one thing if you're playing Barack in some side project, but you're opposite Viola Davis. 
So, you know, like a, a significant part of my process was just trying not to succumb to the crushing pressure of it all. <laughs> so anyway, now I'm out. I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm out for Obama. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, never do no, but come on. I mean, I just do, it, do it. I mean, do it just for our... Just 1, hold on, hold on. It's, a, it's a feature film. It's not a series. No, it's a, it's a limited series. It's a limited so it's, a, it's, a, limited I think it's, it's like 10 episodes. And okay. it's really interesting, actually. The, the director is kind of... It's quite free-flowing. They're, they're filming it like three movies, okay. you know, of each of the first 80s. And then they're going to edit it without a particular specific plan. The scripts have never been mixed together. Hmm. So they're filming three movies, and then they're going to mix them together in the edit to make 10 episodes. Oh. I mean... But, you know, that's... We shall be interesting. That's yeah. really cool. So they look now to the thematic elements will be exactly. in the oh. and, and, you know, the director will sometimes be like, you know, will realize, oh, that bathroom shot, she's done that bathroom shot somewhere else. Okay, you know, so, so that I think means she's you, actually never, you actually never shot with um, Michelle Pfeiffer and... Who you said to me? Yeah, and Julian Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. So you never so shot with them. No, because they're, they're telling yeah, like three right. parallel right. stories. Right. That's right. Say again? They're telling like three parallel stories. So yeah. your bit is the... Viola Davis, and that's uh, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama's right, story. Exactly. And then I'm sure those ones will probably be uh, either Reagan or Clinton. Uh, no, Clinton it's um, oh, I'm gonna show myself up here, but it's oh, Roosevelt. Oh, wow, that's uh, Oh, it's gone out of my head now. I can't remember the third one. But um, JFK? no, not JFK. Reagan. Not Reagan. Bush. One Bush. Bush. It's face. It's, it's 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 further back. So I don't mean this thing now. So it's Carter. it's. Is it Carter? I don't think it's Carter either. <laughs> uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Michelle be... Obama. Anyway, to, 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 we'll fill it in. We'll fill it in. We'll fill it in. We'll fill it in. We'll look for it. So do like, do like this. Well, the three are. <laughs> or even. Yes, I think I'm not good at this. Professional. Right? Where you don't basically got it. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, but yeah. I also. I mean, hello, where are my credits? <laughs> Naz, you know you're not in this show. I your, your question won't be, you're off camera. We're just going to be hearing you from like behind, you know. Wow. I mean, one day, me too. Just, I'm just saying, when you bring your own guests, you can cut wow. me out. What do you mean? I don't even understand what's going on now. I don't like it. I mean, see, that's why we should do solo episodes where it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can, so I can speak my truth. <laughs> Um, you should have a section in the podcast. You could be like, this is your five minutes. Yes, you exactly. Yeah. Oh, yes. Listen to me, people. I'm doing my best against all odds. Is that my camera? Am I in the, looking in the right camera? Good, you see? See? <laughs> so, one of the things I was... So, all this while, with a lot of our guests, we've been talking about a particular movie, which we're planning on doing sometime in the next year or so, which is going to be a musical. And... We know that you have like really great acting chops, and we also know that you sing. I know, I know and that we cannot know that, afford you. I also know that you you also can produce music, and you know something for the motherland. So I think, would you be interested in you know starring, acting? What's the pitch? What's the story? Naz, tell them. Wow! <laughs> now you need me, right? <laughs> oh, 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 now you need you me. You can turn the camera to him now. Oh right, right. It's now. It's 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 not, It's what it is, right? <laughs> well, let's hear. Let's hear you say, Naz, I need you. Come okay, on. Naz, please just tell them. No, 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 no. That's what we asked you to say. We're going to be here, guys. I know. Okay, so, oh, please, wow. Naz, we need you to. Oh, there we go. You fell it. Thank you. Thank you, people. That's what Thank every you. guy wants we'll to hear. Well, no. We will edit it out. So it's supposed to be. It's a gospel musical. Um, because gospel is really big here. Mm. Um, and so we are basically thinking about doing like a church is trying to revitalize their fortunes, but churches can't really like 
advertised like that, other than programs, etc. And so the church is deciding to put on this big musical extravaganza as a way to Raise revitalize, etc., etc. Et and so they basically bring people from all walks of life to basically try and, and change the fortunes of the church. So that's the broad headline version of it. Feel free, all of you, to steal it and make it before we do. That's fine. We'll come up with another version. <laughs> but basically, it's, basically it's a musical. Right, yes. right. And so what's my part? What do you what do you want your parts to do? Wow! Hello, is that the, wow, Damola? Wow, Damola! Really? Excuse me. Is, is it Emmy nominated? Is it? You sound like those producers of old. Take the script. Let us know what we you want to do. What you want? No, you. Or you, you, even, you even just give him this. This. Uh, in fact, just bring camera. Let's start shooting. Know, just, <laughs> start basically, this is what you're basically, supposed to do. It's like you know, I, you know what? Sorry, just a little aside though. When we were shooting Barack, that yeah. happened a couple of times. The way the director works is so fluid that I remember one time I went to set and the, I, you know, the guy, I've been waiting for four hours and the guy could say, oh, your scene has been canceled. I was like, oh, okay. And then he came, oh, we're going to put you in a different scene. I said, all right, well, where are we going? So they take me to set and I'm suddenly in this new set. And he said, okay, now you go up to Michelle and you know, you're, you're going to say something to her about going out to dinner. All right, let's, uh, let's try it out, guys. Oh, just now? I should... <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just, you know, but it, it was very exciting to work like that. Well, so, but, but sorry, hold on, hold on, Damala, please. Two things have come out of this thing you just told me. Yeah. First thing is the actor, though. Mm, this four hours, I knew you were going to that get there. he waited. Ask him where he was waiting was, first. Excuse me, why, are you on my side or on their side? He was waiting for four hours. Because everyone stresses out, you know, I mean, right. of course, actors. I mean, I understand it. When you're kept waiting and then it's cancelled, you know, your scene for the day is cancelled and all of that. So I'm just trying to tell my people that, see, it's not just in Nollywood this thing happens. <laughs> yeah, I Bear with us. We're all trying to do this thing together. I, I would say about this that, that my whole perspective on waiting as an actor... So for, for those who don't know, when you're on a film set, you do a lot of waiting. In a 12-hour day, you may be in front of the camera for 60 minutes, for 120 minutes. The rest of the time, you spend waiting. Yes. And that whole, my mentality around it changed when I first started directing. Because what I realized is, is that it's not all about the actor. <gasps> it's not all about you. Can there I are so you more, you many other things going on, <laughs> including... You. Or how high is the sun? Or have we got this piece of equipment? Or... The on his mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and, and then I realized that, oh no, I'm part of a big team. You watch the end of a credit, you see 100. I'm part of that team, I'm an important part of that team, but I'm not the team, I'm not yeah. everything. And so when I understand, look, there can be mismanagement. People can yeah, time yeah, yeah, things yeah. wrong and you're left waiting for <clears> bad <throat> reasons. But mm. what I did is I became a professional waiter. Oh, <laughs> please, we're going to clip the, the, well, there's an old saying that, um, oh you know, I do the acting for free, they pay me for the waiting. waiting. Oh. And, uh, see, you know. and I like that one. But I miss, <laughs> see, your research missed something, so you're a director. See, no, I was about, I was uh, going to, you when, you I you when I offered you, when I said what you want to do, you're going to have your research fail, you have moved on. Please, so talk to us about your directing, please. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I got something called Max. Who asked you? Uh, I'm just telling you, you know that. Is your name Oti? You can write as well. At this particular point in time. Oh, wow. Are we doing single white female now? Is that is that what's going on? Uh, Your portrait, I'm, okay. not okay. I'm not tall enough. I'm not light enough. Just because. Guys, let him answer. Oh, sorry. sorry. So I've I, I done a couple of short films. Um, like in my, my brother is a producer, Luti Fagbenle. And, and really, I credit him with, with opening the doors for me, you know, giving me so much support. Anyway, 
I had a show called Max. I had a number of scripts that I was developing. Max got picked up, which is on Channel 4 now. You, hopefully, maybe you guys, it's not, I don't know if it's in Nigeria, maybe you just pirate it somehow. But, yeah. um, but basically, it's... After um, this episode, we'll put the link there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can actually watch some of it on YouTube. I did a very early pilot, which okay. was put up on YouTube. Okay. And it's about this pop star who's faded and he's trying to make a comeback. Anyway, it's a comedy. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, off the back of that, we sold it to Hulu. and th That was a very successful run. So it's off the back of that now that I'm creating a lot more content. Oh, mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there was two points you were making. The first one, you said there were two things. Two things that come out. The first and one was... He, I forget. What was... You were saying two things. Now, the second, the second uh, one? I said the second one was, your, the, was the, the improv, the improv the, bits. Yeah, where the you improv make it, bits. Where we yeah. make it up as we go along sometimes. Yeah, because we actually make fun of ourselves doing that, you know. Especially right. a particular sector of Nollywood does that a lot. I would not be naming names or should I? Yes, no, no, so, no, it's not a thing. So like the Yoruba film industry is very improvisational. It's built into the, right. the, the sex yeah. of like the improvisational nature of it. So like it has that, so like because no of that, the, no, they have script, but it's just like they do more situations than, right. than words. So, so people feel like that is not, because it's more stream of consciousness. Right. People, re, people who are not used to stream of consciousness it's looked stuff. down on. Yes. Yeah. I, I, think, I think though everything can be done very well. Like I've had a lot of training in impro and, mm -hmm. and, I think, that, I mean, there are a couple of things. Number one is knowing what the story is yeah. and really driving your improvisation both by character and story in, a, in as lean a way as possible. When I'm on set, I have deleted many more lines than I've added mm -hmm. because there's so much to be said without saying Same. it. You can say it with your face, you can say it in other ways, and it's much more effective on, on screen. Mm -hmm. And so, but when you're improvising often, you feel like you have to fill all the spaces, you know, and, and really a big part of impro is sometimes allowing those spaces to exist. And so, mm -hmm. so, you know, it can be done very successfully and it can be done hard. It can make it hard in the edit. But, you know, I, for me, impro is a very fundamental part of my process as an actor. Okay, nice. Yeah, so, so what is your process as an actor? Well, I mean, it, it differs. I, I, I was trained in the Stanislavski method, mm -hmm. which is all about, it's the idea that each, each person has an objective. They might have a super objective. What do I want to achieve in my life? Oh, I want to become king. What is my objective in this scene? Well, in this scene, I need to convince them to go and kill the current king. Okay, so then you got your super objective, your objective. What are your obstacles? My obstacle is my fear. My obstacle is that I might get fined out. And then on each line, you have an action which helps you achieve your objective, and your objective will help you achieve your, your super, super objective. objective. This is Stanislavski, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but mm. From there, I grew as an actor, I worked with different directors, and I started adding more and more tools and methodologies to my, you know, including making biographies, including finding what animal, interior animal my, char my character is, mm. including, like I say, improvisation and, and lots of research, especially like for Barack. Yeah. So what's your, you still what, what's your inner animal in Barack? <laughs> what's your inner animal in Barack? <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. I'm not, I, to be honest, actually, I'm not sure, because I had so much physical uh examples of barack mm -hmm. normally the reason why you think of a, a, an animal why it's useful to me is it helps you be more specific about the physicality of your character it's very easy yep. to have the same physicality for every character so so one <laughs> so wow, really? so one tool you can use is go okay well maybe my character is more like a, a puppy dog or maybe this one is a bit more like a stork and he kind of moves his head without his body or and so it just helps to be specific in this instance with Barack I didn't have, have to be someone, imaginatively specific because yeah. I have all the specificity right, so in the world Rick Mason and um, Lucas Bancoli mm. so I Lucas uh, uh, Luke is a, is, it was a dog it was like a uh, 
like I can't because remember like a Dalmatian. Sad. Yeah, like one of the sad Dalmatians. Yeah, very sad in that, yeah. And then um, Mason, what was Mason now? I feel, what was he now? Oh, I think he was some kind of cat. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's yeah. always napping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Never in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So I love that. I love that. Mm. So there's something that we always do. We always play a game where we ask people um, if you had to do like, I mean, because what kind of movie would you like your perfect movie? Right? So if you had to create your own movie, what would it be? What genre? Who would you like to be in it? I mean, out the back of uh, Black Widow, it's kind of difficult, but I guess we can always ask. <laughs> so, it's difficult for you. It's difficult for me. Yeah. How many yeah. does you want to be doing like a walk the line, folksy, you understand? blah, blah, blah. Or maybe we'll do something like The Hostel or, or Scream or something like yeah. that. So, okay, so <laughs> what genre? So let's, let's create your own movie right now. All right, well, I'll I tell you what I'd say first is that I, the thing I've loved most about my career so far is its diversity. Yes. Is that I've done comedy, I've done musical, I've done historical drama, you know, the, the gamut. So I, I, I guess I could play this game as, what would I like to do this, this autumn? Yes, this autumn. What yeah. would you like to do this autumn? I'm really, I'm really keen to get back into comedy. I want to do a comedy movie. Like yeah. slapstick, stand-up, um, road trip. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess some of my, I love those early Bill Murray movies where okay. you have this kind of anti-hero mm -hmm. who is Groundhog Day somewhat, type. yeah, exactly, nihilistic. I like the hypernaturalistic, but as, you know, like Groundhog Day or even Scrooge. Ghostbusters or yeah. Scrooge, they yeah. have this kind of hypernaturalistic bent, but you have a very dry character in it or something like that, okay. you know, okay. something like that. So a, su a supernatural comedy with a, with a guy who's like, scroll of this. Yes, I guess so. I mean, I, I want like, an anti-hero, I guess okay. you could so say. Someone who's... Because yeah. Billy... Because that's... Actually, that's Bill Murray's character in all yeah, so that's yeah. in, in those 80s. Stripes, yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. Scrooge. Yeah, everything. Yeah. All right, so... Okay, anti-hero, Anti-hero, comedy, right? Supernatural, so, hypernatural comedy, yeah. 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 So, um, you're playing lead? Or are you directing? Uh, no, are you I, acting and directing? No, I want to act in it. I know okay. directing. I'll take his so, break. You're acting, so, you're lead? <laughs> yeah. okay. Love interest? No, please. This has been the main thing I've been trying to get away and get away from. I joke my friends I'm a professional boyfriend because like <laughs> half all the roles I do, I just have to be, you know, like boyfriend. And now I'm older, I'm now a professional husband. Yes. Um, and so so yeah, no no okay, love. So it's a no love, so it's a body so it's a body, body so, so so best friend. Yeah, so who's so your who's your body? So is your cool. Yeah. Who, um, who's yeah, your who's plane's trained and automobiles? Who's your so, who's so if, the, so if you're the straight guy, who's the... No, how about no, the straight guy? So but, if you're, so, no, but you're the straight guy now. Like you're the straight you're, guy. If you're, 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 you're the Bill Murray. Who's the Dan You know who I really like? I'm going to forget her name now. What's her name? Black African-American actress, comedian. Regina King? No. Comedian. No, the other one. Regina Hall? No. No. She used to be in SNL. No, is she? The no. big chicken. She, she, she might even be the, the, fun, the, the most highest paid. I heard the other day that she's the highest paid black actress. Tiffany Haddish? Yeah, Tiffany Okay, Tiffany Haddish. So you and Tiffany Haddish? Yeah, right, Tiffany Haddish. Listen more. Yes, sorry. You and Tiffany Haddish. Plot? The plot, I mean, I guess some kind of. You said road trip, so that's in my head now. Okay. Um, so but I tell you, I tell you the, the, actually the idea that I was. I pitched to, I, I, I was pitching to my friend the other day and he said he didn't like it. So I was like, <laughs> so maybe someone else will want to make it. Yes. But I, I, I was saying that um, I was pitching this idea of like, this like bad detective 
You know, mm -hmm. like two 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 detectives. You know that, that I guess the cops. Let's call it cop show. You know, yeah. two cops. Mm -hmm. You know, the kind of uh, what are examples of the so two like cops? like oh that's just a Nigerian police force. So like so like forty eight <laughs> hours like type, exactly. or like a nice guy. Like, yeah, Beverly Hills cop. What, what? that okay. was just not nice. No, but they're using the cops that don't know their work now. Sorry, don't be annoyed. But <laughs> yes, he's right. Yes. Okay, so so you are two you are two cops that are are you bungling cops or are you like the other guys? Uh, Ernest, but life is against you. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, I, I, if I'm the dry, straight character, then I guess I have some level of competence, but just have the hard luck of having yeah. <laughs> Tiffany as the partner. Yes. Oh, so that's like that. Um, Ed Murphy and Dan, the, the, the. Yeah, forty hours. No, no, the other one. He Beverly did it Hills. With, Beverly Hills. No, he did it with um, Metro. I know Metro. De Niro. Huh? Yeah, Ed Murphy and De Niro. No. Okay, never mind. Any, yes, clearly. All right, so, and then, what's the supernatural? Oh, this is a good point. What is, is the supernatural? Well, you, we have plenty in Nigeria. We have plenty in Nigeria. We can borrow from it. Plenty, jazz, juju, well, Madame Koi Koi. Yeah, maybe, may, maybe, maybe we come to Nigeria to... <laughs> Investigate to, tickets? To, yeah, we're the FBI agents sent to Nigeria. Yeah. We were the only um, brown police on the, on the force that they, <laughs> they, could, they could send down. Yeah, of Nigerian descent, right? Yeah, you should understand yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. send you. Yeah. To, awesome. to investigate an American citizen being vanished. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and we go, we go deep yes. into... Has been into, kidnapped. Yes. No, well, no, we don't know. We don't know what because that, that's we're a supernatural for, element because yeah. yeah. we're coming up against a bit like Golden Child. Yes. My like sweet it. brother, Numse. I like it. I like it. I like it. You know, and you, hijinks on soup. Yes, <laughs> bring them to Nigeria. Hijinks on soup. Have a bunch of Nigerian actors oh, who play know. a bunch of things. Kanayo, Kanayo can be can be the witch doctor. As oh my, Kanayo, Kanayo is going to hunt you down for this. He doesn't yeah. like it. He should just come and do, then he should come on the show. Then we can have it out. I guess. I guess also the other part of it would be that Tiffany Haddish's character is trying to reconnect with her Nigerian yeah. roots, yeah. and so wherever we go, yeah. she's trying to pick up local cultures okay. and stuff yeah. like that. I love and, it. And, I, and my character is very, you know, like not interested in, in and, yeah. and by the end, I'm I the one who's integrated most and she can't wait to go home. Tiffany! Please, we can, make, we can make this happen. We can Come make on. this happen. <laughs> I actually, this. funny enough, had a very funny night with Tiffany one night, actually. Um, after, it was some awards ceremony and I ended up playing cards with Tiffany Haddish and Dave Chappelle and... One of these guys from Game of Thrones. It was it was like my first Hollywood party. It was the first time that I was like, I'm in Hollywood now. Um, <laughs> I will just die right after that. Do you see why we say we're now in Marvel? See, because we're officially. So, but more importantly, did you win? I don't care. I was dizzy. I was like, ah, I will ah. lose all my money. Oh. At the end of the party, I won't have any clothes on. I would hope <laughs> that you would. No, I mean, it's just, I, will him, bet, I, will, I will bet everything. <laughs> Literally, all in. Take off my shirt, jeans, everything. Oh, on that note, guys. Yeah, so, so normally episodes <laughs> tend to run 45, except when it's just three hours and it runs an hour. So <laughs> this one is close to that. Yes. So we have to leave you guys. Thank you for coming. You're an amazing guest. Oh, we appreciate so you. And all the, exclusives. All the best. At yes. the Emmys. We're international. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys. See you Thank guys you so next much. week. Go Keep check out Black Happy. Widow. Yes. Please. It's watch a really Black great Widow. movie. Yes. And watch Handmaiden's Tale legally. And then look out for the Obama one. Yes. yes. What's it called actually? First Lady. First, First Lady. Lady. But it's still into the accent. 
mean, that means you have to tune in. I, I think you should sign us out in your patois. In my, uh, I'm not going to offend Jamaicans with that. I think it's good, but Jamaicans <laughs> have told me. We think it's good too because we, 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 we have no idea. We have no frame of reference. Later, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love Peace. you.